Happy New Year for 2023. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, good, thanks, Stephen. And, um, you know, Happy New Year to you as well. Hopefully it's uh, filled with prosperity for you. Me too. I had COVID-19 over Christmas and my grandparents, we had a bad um, 14 days. It got me really good. And then I've had uh, had my fourth uh, vac booster shot too. Yeah, um, right. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I've heard a few people have it recently and some people... I get, you know, still some people, um, you know, they don't even know they've got it and others, um, mm. when it gets a hold of you, like it can actually take, um, particularly with, um, like, you know, I've heard from a number of, um, athletes who have got it and, mm. um, their, their breathing can actually really impact their breathing over a, a longer period. So mm. it's quite interesting how it's, um, you know, how much is changing or, um, you know, some of the impacts it's having. But yeah, so you're better now though. Yeah, slow, slowly recovering, you know. I mean, the new, I think it was the XBB variant coming from China. And, oh, yes, um, yep. I think Xi Jinping, they're trying to get a whole zero COVID policy, but this is crazy. You know, this, this new variant avoids the vaccine immunity. I don't know what's going to be the future of COVID-19, Peter. Uh, I, I don't think anybody really knows, to be honest. Um, and that's why I think mm. we just need to learn to live with it, unfortunately, uh, or for many reasons, fortunately. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, I don't think even the uh, the most expert people in the world could predict, um, mm. you know, uh, when and where the next variant may show up and what, um, you know, and even, you know, will will the vaccinations that we've all had, will they actually be... Will they be sufficient? And what I've heard about the latest um, one that you appear to have had through, um, you know, that's um, in China at the moment is, is that um, specialists are saying um, that the COVID vaccine that we've had in Australia, that um, that should be covering that one as well. Mm. Yeah, my problem, I had low antibodies to it. After talking yeah, to right. the GP, yeah. Yeah, but, okay. Um, no, it's a real thing, Peter. You know, just my experience just felt so fatigued and tired, you know, no appetite, muscle cramping, really got yeah, me wow. hard. Yeah, know. right. Yep. And I'm a fit, young, healthy guy who is always active all the time. And yeah, you just don't know, Peter. No, no, you don't. And, um, you know, I don't think necessarily whether, you know, um, like a lot of people I've heard that have had it recently um, are young men. Right, mm. and I don't. I'm not suggesting that you think that you're bulletproof, but maybe a, a lot of young guys do. Mm. Um, I'm sure I thought I, I was when I was in my uh, early twenties, mm. whatever it might be. So, but um, I watched the South Park pandemic special on Paramount Plus. It was quite funny. Okay. Actually. Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. No, check it out. It's all um, about what the future of COVID and the streaming wars. You got to watch that one too. Yeah, okay. Yep. Talking about all the streaming services that we're living in uh, at the moment. But Elon Musk um, brought Twitter, which was good. Uh, are you on Twitter? Well, I'm not so sure. Look, I'm not a huge Twitter user. I use it for um, um, for reading and following a lot of um, uh, organizations of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really um, tweet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of Twitter, to be quite frank, but... Um, I accept that uh, there are those that have. Um, I was uh, interested to note, though, that he actually obviously um, 
in, in terms of operating and running um, Twitter, he put that tweet out, and um, mm. and I think it was about a 57, 60% vote that um, suggested that he shouldn't be running the organisation as well as owning it. So mm. um, if I'm right, he stood down, I think. Mm. Look, I, I, I support Elon Musk. Um, if he can come up with his own version of a phone, um, we know that the cancel culture with Apple and Google, what's happening, they... Um, take certain apps down from the store if he came up with a tesla phone i i'd, I'd like that you know yeah look i um yeah you know, uh, there's no question that we need people and more of more australians i think not that elon mm. is but we've got other um you know um australians are in high-tech business um atlassian owners and so mm. forth but um you know i think um we need um you know these people who innovate um and can um you know, um, change the world in their area of expertise, um, mm. you know, f for the positive. But, you know, I've always thought about um, social media. It, um, it has so many great benefits, but you mm. just got to be cautious um, of, um, you know, things like online bullying and, um, mm -hmm. you know, not to mention spam and, and uh, all the rest of the threats that come online. But, um, mm. yeah, you got to, it's obviously a positive thing, um, but there are, you know, always negatives that come with it that you've got to be mindful of. Well, TikTok you know, I mean, uh, yeah, um, was uh, spying on young children and, and tracking all their data from China. And I think it's talk about the American government's going to ban them. And they were profiting off refugees in Syria with live streaming. And then it's a Chinese company, Fleeter. And I'm thinking, how, how do they get away with that? TikTok. Well, you know, they, like, they shouldn't be able to. It's a bit like, so we, we know, and then... We need to be very mindful of it. Um, it's, it's actually, um, you know, China in terms of online technology um, have been, um, and I, I'm assuming will continue to be, um, a threat. Like, um, you know, their, their hardware, some of their hardware that they used to ship, they, they were found that, um, you know, that they had um, chips in there where they could actually access um, switches and routers that they were putting out um, uh, and other devices where, so, um, like WeChat, that's another Chinese platform. I'd be very cautious, and I don't use any of those. And, um, you know, I've got a sister, a daughter, rather, going into high school next mm -hmm. year or this year, this year now. Um, and I'm very mindful of uh, what what apps and what level of security encryption apps use mm -hmm. um, to protect her personal information as well. Exactly. Have you thought about using Gab Social or Getter? They're like a Republican Twitter alternative because I'm on there. And I find they're good for me too. Uh, look, as I say, I probably don't have enough time to be honest yeah. to start looking at other platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of stick to, certainly for my, um, you know, for my role, I just stick to uh, both Facebook and Instagram. But um, mm -hmm. I can't say I use either of them totally a lot outside of work. So mm -hmm. um, I think there's um, a lot better things we could be doing in life. Um, mm -hmm more active things, particularly when I got four young children, mm -hmm. you know, I spent the Christmas and New Year break. Um, we're out almost every day doing something. So rather than sticking at home and, you yeah. know, on their iPads or in front of a television and so forth. Yeah. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to get outside as much as you can. You've been watching the cricket or keeping up to date with cricket. Yeah. I've always been a big cricket sporter and um, yes, yeah, so I watch the test matches and, um, and the Sydney Sixers in the uh, BBL. So no, no, I've uh, always been a big cricket supporter. Yeah, it's been um, it's been good. 
How do you feel about the Australian captain, Pat Cummins, trying to talk all climate change and they're trying to drop a lint to energy? And, you know, this is the Australian captain, Peter, trying to get all political correctness. Yeah, I I, I think that, um, that you know, that, uh, and I'd say this, and I'm not going to um, pick on the Australian cricket captain, I'd say that, um, you know, sporting professionals should basically stick to the sporting professionals mm. they want to have individual sponsorships outside of the main game um then that's fine by me mm. um but it, you know if a sport such as cricket is sponsored by atlanta energy um my view is they should stay out of that that's the decision for uh, um you know cricket australia yeah he's trying to get a uh, pat cummins trying to get people to use solar panels going around talking about solar panels you know like, yeah uh, look i i you know, he's, there's no question he's a fantastic cricketer. Um, I guess people have their own view as to whether he, what he should be coming on outside of cricket. Um, I just don't think, um, you know, the captain of a country should be using that um, that privilege and that audience, I, I guess it's as well, to be promoting um, individual ideas. Mm. Look, I don't like the way the Australian cricket team's gone. It's all gotten political. They sacked Justin Langer. Um, I miss the old days when Shane Warne was playing. You know, the the old days were better to watch. Yeah, there's no question it appears to have got more political. I don't know if it has got more political, but, you know, I've grown up with cricket. Um, I used to follow cricket tours around New South Wales. You know, my father used to drive us around and, uh, since I was probably four or five. So mm. um, I've been watching, um, and members, we've been uh, members of the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground. So I've been watching cricket for as long as I can remember. Mm. It does seem to have got more political. Um, you know, only I can only say this as a spectator, I was a bit disappointed with the way that uh, Justin Langer was, was treated after uh, the recent success he had. Mm. Uh, so, um, look, but, um, you know, I, I, we can't dwell on that. But, um, yeah, my view is that, um, you know, he's certainly a great bowler. He's, you know, he certainly has great knowledge of the game. Mm. Uh, he's probably also a good captain. I just think he should keep some of those opinions. I can mm. say the same about politicians as well, mind you. you. Keep those opinions to himself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you see now in sport, they want to take a knee to um, end racism in sport. There. And that, I think that's yep. what's throwing... Uh, uh, people off the game of sport now it's getting all political everywhere peter yeah and look i know I, you know i think if the shoe is on the other foot like they see themselves in a position where they've got access to a wide broad um you know um, audience and and they can promote um messages that they believe is right mm. um look you know i just think um messages should all be about trying to unite particularly let's say australia we want mm. to be putting messages out there that unite us, not divide us. Mm. Um, um, and that's, um, you know, that's my view on, on um, any comments that are made by anybody um, or any actions, I guess you could say, when we talk about taking a knee. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, people will, will make their own choice on those individual players um, as to whether or not they agree or whether they disagree. Mm. But for me, it's just about putting messages out there, um, you know, actions, words that unite us, not divide us. Exactly. I mean, uh, being a cricket fan, it, it's, it is hard to make the Australian cricket team. Not many people can, mm. you know. Um, 
yeah, it's just so competitive to get in it. No, 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 it is. And it's, um, you know, particularly in the bowling these days, it's uh, mm. very competitive, um, which makes it very hard for uh, good young bowlers to uh, to get into the team. Um, mm. But, you know, there are always opportunities. And, um, you know, I think uh, even at, at the highest level, we've got, um, you know, there's always one or two uh, really good fast bowlers that will never make um, yeah. every single game. Um, you know, look, look at Mitchell Stark, like, you know, how, mm. you know, I think he's a, he's a great bowler, but he's... Um, for his own fitness, he's not always there. Um, yeah. You know, Josh Hazelwood didn't play all tests, um, nor did Boland. I think we've got a um, really good choice in terms of bowlers. Um, I think the, the batting team is, is certainly now getting there. The, um, I shouldn't say that. Like, that's a baseball term as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. the batsmen or batswomen in the Australian women's team, mm-hmm. um, I think you know, we're certainly actually, um, um, you know, forming a, a solid structure there um, with more of a, a new... Um, you know, we've got, you know, um, still got um, David Warner there and Steve Smith, but getting some young youngsters coming through. I think um, Manus had a fantastic series again. I think he's a great mm. young player. Um, brings another dimension to the team. So, Well, speaking of David Warner, so remember the ball tampering? It's like the, the Daily Telegraph get his kids involved, which is just shame. Like, they can't get over it, Peter. You no, know, yeah, look, it shouldn't. My view is that, um, yeah, like, did he do the wrong thing? Yes, they did. Steve Smith, I could say something about him. Um, yeah. They've done their time. It should um, the whole slate should be uh, wiped clean. But beyond that, they certainly shouldn't be involved in people's families. Exactly. But this year, uh, do you have an election coming up this year, Peter? We do. We have an election on um, Saturday, the twenty fifth of March. So not far away now. And um, what are your plans if uh, re-elected? If re-elected. Uh, there's certainly uh, some more things I certainly want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're talking about we have a Spring Farm Parkway, which will be the the third um, link between Camden and Campbelltown, mm-hmm. uh, which will take pressure off both uh, Gregory Hills Drive and Norland Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's already started construction at the, um, at the um, Menangle Park end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and my view is that, uh, it is to be done sequentially, which means that while stage one is being built, I'll do all the planning for stage two so that essentially um, when stage one is complete, they just continue on with stage two so there's no time break. Mm-hmm. So that that's certainly one of them. That's um, to um, fast track the Spring Palm Parkway um, to be opening um, sometime in, um, you know, in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um and then, the, you know, there's also, uh, you know, other things such as we need a new high school. There's no question about that in my mind in the growth areas of um, of Gregory Hills, Gladswood Hills and Leppington or East Leppington, mm. if you like. Um, West Leppington, I should say. Mm. Um, but, you know, other things as well, duplication of MacArthur Bridge. That's something that I'm very passionate about. Mm. Um, when you've got, um, you know, you've got the um, Camden Fire Station on one side of the bridge and you've got the um, Camden Ambulance Station on the other side of the bridge and um, it's a single lane bridge and even at the best of times um, mm. you can't have emergency vehicles with a sirens on overtaking anybody because it's only a single lane bridge um, you know given its length I think it's about 1.2 kilometres or thereabouts um, you know it really slows down that emergency uh, vehicle traffic so mm. and then we all know when um, during flood periods which we've had five in the last two years um, yeah. That um, that they just can't get through at all. Um, so 
when it's the only way in and out of Camden and Camden South. Um, yeah, and Razorback for that matter. Um, just makes it um, really dysfunctional. I think we, um, I, I'm not an expert, but I don't think it can be, can be widened. I think it would need to be duplicated. But I, that's one thing that I've been pushing for for uh, a couple of years now, a bit longer. Um, and I'd like to see it happen. So yeah, I'd you know, like there to are a lot see, of things still to go. I'd like to see all the potholes get fixed. Well, you know, certainly, um, you know, um, in terms of the state government, we have provided um, funding to councils who are responsible for those potholes. Certainly mm. if it's on state roads or federal roads, such as the Hume Highway um, or an on the road in the state's case, um, you know, we should be doing those as well. Um, but your local roads that we see a lot of potholes on, um, their council responsibility and you know it's it's hard to um you know to um get them all locked over when we've had you know as i said like in 2022 uh, we had four floods I know. so but you'd hope it's some dry traffic uh dry weather that we've had over the last few weeks mm. um that we should be able to get those properly repaired one day i, I want to say thanks for coming on the show too peter that's all right it's always great to chat with you too yeah, always good to chat with you too, Stephen. I'm happy to do it at any time. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to talk about today? Yeah, look, uh, you know, it's hopefully, um, yeah, Campbelltown Hospital, it's always a madhouse around there, Peter. You can't even get parking. They've just renovated it too. But get, get, why are the hospitals charging? There's a brand new car park um, in there, though. Yeah. Why do the hospitals charge you money to park your car? I've never understood that. Well, it happens at all, all public hospitals across Sydney. Oh, it's okay. not unique to Campbelltown. Um, so, for example, I've got a, a sister who works at um, at RPA in Camperdown, and yeah. um, they've always had paid parking. Even um, the workers? For right or for wrong. Yeah, so like she's, she's a midwife there. And she has to pay for parking? Yes, she does. Yep. Oh, shit. But that's, as I say, it's consistent around, um, around uh, Sydney. I don't know how long it's been consistent for, but... Um, it's it's not unique to Campbelltown by any means. Yeah, Fairfield did it before, and then Campbelltown decided to do it. That's just my rant about Campbelltown Hospital. Yeah, no, no. Well, the the new twelve story clinical service building, I've been in there a couple of times, and uh, there's no question that that's fantastic. Like it's um you know, and we've um you know we've redone emergency at the larger emergency uh, department now, and yeah. um um you know, and we've just got to make sure that um that we can continually get the nurses and uh, and the doctors in there to fill and provide the services. We need more happy doctors, Peter, and nurses, because they all look miserable. Well, there's no question that they've been working overtime during COVID mm. um, on hard, top of everything Peter. else that they do. Yeah, mm. I get it. It's hard. Like, I, you know, as I said, I've got a sister who's a midwife and, mm. you know, and I listen to her a lot um, as well. And I listen to one of my other sisters who's a paramedic, um, mm. you know, about... Um, you know, um, paramedics wait time in hospitals and so forth. But um, mm. look, I I think it um, it's always going to be a challenging challenge with the growing population. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, look, I think that um, what we're trying to do by engaging um, and keeping more nurses on board. Um, look, I, I would say one thing that uh, would help us because I can tell you it it, it, it happened pre-COVID. Mm. Um, we had it used to have a, a number of uh, international nurses come over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether they be from the Philippines, whether they be from Ireland or, or other countries. And I could say that from um, his personal experience that I've had. So um, that makes it hard when not bringing some of those those nurses. Um, and it's not just nurses. It's actually probably impacting all industries 
um, those overseas skilled migration that we had. Um, so, um, you know, it'd be nice to see that being returned. I know we've got students coming, overseas students returning. It'd be nice to be able to see overseas workforces returning mm. to those jobs that, uh, that we as Australians can't fill. Exactly. Awesome, Peter.